everybody, it's Pam at the Paper Outpost, and today I am separating book pages. Yes, welcome, welcome to the Paper Outpost podcast. Let me see if I can stick the phone in my pocket without accidentally turning it off. I have no idea if I'm turning it off. I better hold it. (laughs) Okay, so I have, uh, I thought I'd uh, bring you along for the ride on this one because I'm going to be apparently spending hours... um, Tearing apart old books, I know, I know. And uh, I have amassed quite a few old books and I want to um, take pages from each of them and use bits and pieces and um, the text and covers and different things in different journals. And I've decided that it's gonna be more efficient for me to um, cut apart the books and uh, I'm using a craft blade and a ruler to cut through like signature blocks of pages. Hi, Holly. Yep, right on cue. That's my African grace squeaking away. <laughs> um, and uh, Sunny is sleeping. Loveys are up. Papa's at work. And I am separating book pages. So let me see what's the best way to do this. Um, some are purely for text because I think the text is beautiful. Some are for little pictures or, or just something I find fascinating. He should settle down in about a minute. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. Um, okay, so this is a bird book. And uh, I think that's kind of fun to use. I love to use nature books, bird books, um, butterfly books, you name it. Uh, whatever I come across, I've already used some poem books here. I had, I came across, and uh, these were all gotten from the, um, the thrift store on the 50% off sale. And uh, I recommend trying your hospital thrift store if you have one of those, or um, St. Vincent de Paul, or you know whatever little mom and pop thrift stores you have, um, garage sales, things like that. Sometimes you can find some really good deals. And uh, one store I go to has three for a dollar children's books, hardcover children's books, and there's beautiful pictures and wording and large font in children's books, so that might be something to keep an eye out for when you're uh, gathering things for your junk journal creations. And um, so yeah, this last one was a bird book. It's called Nests, Eggs, and Nestlings. And it's got some pretty black and white images of nests and little baby birds and things like that. And probably the hardest part of this is cutting apart the pages. I've torn the pages before. I cut them out with the craft knife, tried different things. Um, and that's probably like the muscly part, I would say. That's the, the, the actual work work part of it. But it's kind of fun and kind of relaxing just going along. And I don't know, I'm in this organizing mode lately. So uh, time to get things in order. Yes, yes. Um, every once in a while, life beckons you to get, to whip things into shape, right? Well, I'm, I'm whipping. <laughs> um, if you want to whip along with me, feel free. Come on along for the ride. Um, I don't know, hanging out at home here, um, you know, hiding from the coronavirus. Um, it's time to get things organized in the house. And, uh... Always the craft supplies and the journal organization is the biggest job at hand. But I figured I could consolidate efforts by going... See, every time I have to go into a book, open the pull it off the shelf, pull out one page, and then 
go sit back down. It's a lot of extra steps. If I do it in bulk, then I'll just grab a stack of pre-selected pages and um, off I go. And I can just paper click them together and then I can just pick from a pile um, the little images that I want. I think it's gonna, it's gonna expedite things. So we'll see, we'll see how the theory goes. But anyway, I know that um, it, it's gotta be worth it, right? I hope. <laughs> it's, a lot, it's a lot of effort here, okay. So I don't know how many piles I have. Let me see if I can figure it out. One, two, three, four, five, six. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and twelve would be twenty-three. Hang on, I gotta count over there. Uh, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine. There's more. Thirty-one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, forty-one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 951234567896234 I think about 64. So, that's going to be quite a few journals. Yeah. I even found some Edith Holden. Mhm, mhm. I know, right? For like bottom dot bottom basement price. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I actually paid full price for it. I paid a buck. <laughs> it was an orange sticker and not a lavender sticker. So, um yeah, and and that's not the first time I have found Edith Holden books in thrift stores. I think that's the second time. But, you know, obviously, whenever I see them, I grab them because they're, they're a really good deal there compared to if you have to buy them off the Internet or something. So, um, yeah, don't think you won't find them there because, I, like I said, I don't go that often. So I'm sure there's a lot that I'm missing. And, uh, you know, I'm so... You know, people look for different things when they're out there in the world. You know, you never know what somebody else is looking for. So they may go by the, go past the Edith Holden book a thousand times and not give it a second eye, but to a junk journal maker, wow, Edith Holden is golden, you know? So uh, because of her beautiful images, her hand-drawn images and her beautiful uh, printing style, it's just lovely, and um, there isn't a part of her book that can that will go unused. Everything, everything gets used. Even her little, she even numbered the pages, and they're beautifully numbered. And I saved those little pages uh, numbers too, um, just because they're so darn beautiful. And th- so thank you, Edith. You had a very short life, but you impacted so many people, and will impact so many people for so many years. So thank you, thank you for that, Edith. All right, what's this? Glimpses of an Invisible God, Experiencing God in the Everyday Moments of Life. Oh, this is like a uh, poem book, and the pages are really pretty. They're like a brown. It looks like they've been aged inside the book, and I thought, oh, this would be very nice. Yes. Ah. Okay, we need to cut. Tearing will not work. The hands will give out. All right. Craft knife. Here we go. Yep. The old guillotine will just not, just not cut it, literally. You can only do about eight or nine pages at a time without it choking so yeah the craft knife seems to be the way to go let's see all right okay got a bunch of these yeah oh yeah good poems in here very pretty very inspirational and uh you know it doesn't it doesn't matter to me what religion um it i think i get it for the um vintage quality of it and the nostalgia of it i think it's a a beautiful, pays beautiful homage to days gone by, the way we used to worship and the way we used to uh, 
honor things a little bit differently in the past than things are honored today. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm on the border. I'm on the fringe of sounding like one of the granny nannies. You know, um, you know, back in my day. Yep, I'm. I am of that genre now. And uh, I don't have grandkids, but uh, I can totally relate, you know, looking back saying, in my day, we never used to do it that way. Or you actually got yourself up and made your own lunch before you went to school, you know, and, 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 and stuff like that. So that's kind of, I guess, where I come from. Yeah, nobody ever made my lunch. No, nope, I made my own lunch. And uh, no adorable like designed food in the box. No, it was pretty much, I got either a ham sandwich or a peanut butter sandwich. And then there were some cookies, which I really wanted. But then I knew I should take an orange or an apple because darn those other girls always had oranges and apples and they looked like that's something I should be doing. So I forced an orange or an apple in there. And I, I, I do like fruit, so don't, don't get me wrong, but I really wanted the cookies. And, uh, you know, that's the one thing about being an only child. There wasn't a lot of competition around. So, um, you know, I didn't have to fight for the cookies. The cookies were just there. Well, sometimes I'd fight my parents for the cookies. But, um, uh, yeah. And uh, it was a house full of cereal. I think we all existed on cereal. <laughs> um, now, today we found out carbs are bad. Well, I don't think they're that bad. But, um, yeah, carbs got a bad rap. And, uh um, but they do give energy, so I'm never going to look a carb evilly in the face. I, they, they serve a role. Yes, they have a place. Too much of anything is not good, right? Even craft supplies, yes. So, yeah, I'm, okay, so I got my, my kitchen all clean from my latest round of uh, making craft stuff, making journals and things, finishing a bundle set and all, and uh, got the whole kitchen. It seems like I've spilled into the kitchen and the garage lately. Um, the uh, um, counters were covered. There were laces and ribbons and um, uh, beautiful materials overflowing everywhere and little packets of goodies and all sorts of fun things. And then um, they got all put in the boxes and shipped off to the lovely people. And um, then I got to clean up. And, you know, when you work with, yes, you may know, when you work with paper, when you work with fabric, dust and lint go everywhere. And I have a little puppy right now that loves to eat every little fluff ball it finds. So I have to be vigilant about uh, making sure that I clean up a lot. And uh, um, like uh, vacuuming, wet mopping, you know, just, you know, otherwise I'm, I'm chasing that little guy all day long. And now he's starting to play the, you know, keep away game. You know, we're like, oh, he sees mama coming. She's after whatever I'm chewing. So I'm going to run for the hills. <laughs> yeah. And he's faster than me, the little gipper. So, uh, yeah, I get my exercise that way. And uh, hmm. there's one poem in here called The Terrible, Horrible, Excellent Day. I always remember that uh, quote that your, your, your worst day can be your best day, but you just don't know it yet. Yeah? Yeah? Anybody have any of those? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, so I am whooshing around the kitchen. And it is a lovely sunny day here, and the weather is beautiful. It's nice and coolish in the air. Autumn is here, loving the autumn of it all. 
And um, yeah, this I, I kind of envisioned this going a little faster, but no, no, this does take its time, but I think it's gonna be well worth it in the long run. I will let you know if this was worth the effort. I think it's going to be, because I've actually, um, I've done this with other stuff too. I've also segregated uh, some ephemera, like old stuff, old papers this way. Uh, and it just helps me make sure that I get all the little bits and bops into a journal that I want to get in. I won't forget about stuff. Like, oh, I meant to put a page of a diary or an autograph book page, but I forgot. You know, no, it can, I can skip that whole I forgot nonsense and just get straight to... Uh, your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I'm making sure I have everything. So what book are we gonna tear apart next? Let's see. Okay, here's a nice book to tear apart. Now I got this Rajat's International Thesaurus. This is kind of like the dictionary look, but um, it had the most beautiful pages in it. And they're, they're such soft. I don't know, there's something special about dictionary pages. They just get it about feel, you know? Yes, Holly, they get it about feel. And, uh, oh, no, no, the little thin. Oh, that was a bad tear. Okay, well, let's see. Let's just give it a, the old knife-a-roo. Oh, oh, did you hear it squeal? No, it didn't squeal. Don't worry. No, Holly, don't make me look bad. Don't make me look bad. I'm not injuring the books. There's no blood. All right, retracting the craft knife. Yes, good crafter. All right, okay, I'm making it through my pile of books. Not so bad. All right, now doing the thesaurus. All right, madman eccentric, madman crazy, lunatic. Okay, so these are synonyms and antonyms, I guess. Words, the words that mean the same thing, the words that mean the opposite. So we have madman, eccentric, crazy, pers- uh, person, lunatic, demented, crack brain, <laughs> crack skull, rarely used, cracked wit, bedlam, uh, candidate for bedlam, Tom O'Bedlam, frenetic, non-compost, psychopath, Looney, loony, nut bat, coot goof, uh, madcap, monomaniac, kleptomaniac, phobic. Okay. Well, I feel I feel uh, so educated after reading that. I just I don't need to go to Madman anymore. I have options, and you know we'd like options. <laughs> oh, and there's a little story about uh, Roget. I used to think it was Rogers Thesaurus, Thesaurus, but it's Roget, Roget's International Thesaurus. So. I guess, what does that mean? That, that words can mean the same thing in different countries? I don't know. Would that cover the USA, Canada, British version? Because you can't have like different words. This, this is all English in here, so I don't know. Maybe there's um, different ways they break these books down. But anyway, so big explanation on who he was. Maybe one day I'll sit down and read that. It's probably interesting, actually. I mean, the guy was pretty popular. Um, remember the thesauruses back in school? Do they still use those? No, they probably just Google everything now, right? Yeah. Nobody opens a book anymore. Well, maybe we're going to change that. We're going to change that. We're going to get them all excited about books. Who knew they were going to be excited about a thesaurus? They're going to go, what? what is that? They're just going to look up opposite or, uh, you know, similar words to madman. They're not going to 
take the time to look up thesaurus. Maybe some of them will. We can help, right? All right. Coming around the mountain. Getting the work done. All in a day. Okay, so I tried to organize myself this morning. Meaning I sat down and I wrote a list of the important things I want to accomplish today. And I put the most important thing at the top of the list. And uh, so I make sure that I get that done. And I go in order of most important, not most urgent. Very important. Um, most important. Most, thing that's going to make the most difference in the long run of my life. And try and knock that out first. Because then you get momentum going in life. And I often have people ask me, you know, uh, do you ever sleep? How do you get things done? How do you get things done? And honestly, the short answer is I do the most important thing first that's going to move my world forward. And uh, don't get caught up in the minutia of uh, the little stuff that distracts you and derails you. Oh, hello, Holly. Yes, you are extra squeaky today. I'm sure everybody's just loving that. And um, uh, I'm kind of tone deaf to it because I've heard it so much. So I apologize if he's driving me crazy. I know it can be a little overwhelming at times. Um, but I know there's many of you out there who have birds and they're like, oh, it reminds me of my bird. So yes. Um, I feel reminded, and it's wonderful. I agree. I don't even hear it, honestly. Um, So, yeah, do the most important thing first, the thing that makes the most difference, the thing that moves you forward, even if it's not the most urgent, you know? Urgent is, I have to go to the bathroom right now, but it's not going to make the most difference in the long run. And uh, so, yes, still go to the bathroom if you need to go to the bathroom, of course. But, you know, it's just an example. Um, Or you have the kids are bugging you. Hey, you got to take us to the store because this new toy came out and we have to have it right right now, mom, right now. No, no, you don't. No, you can wait. You can wait. It'll be all right. The toy will be there. And if it's not there now, it'll be there the next time we go to the store because you know what? They keep making these darn things. And uh, what you think is rare and hard to find now somebody will be having it in a thrift store not too long from now. So you just, you'll be paying a a tenth of what you paid for now. And uh, yeah, I don't really know why people pay full price for so much stuff. I mean, there, obviously there's some stuff I won't, I won't buy from the thrift store, but um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with used stuff at all. Um, so why not, right? Um, I think it keeps stuff out of landfills and um, you get to breathe new life into it the way we breathe new life into books and um, get them in people's hands again. Uh, This, you know, books are, I want to call it a dying art, but it's, I don't know if a book is an art, but it's a, it's a, it's nostalgic at this point. Books are nostalgic. They are not going to be around forever. And the ones that sit on the shelves, you know, um, in the thrift stores, if the books don't sell, the book chewers come. That's right. So don't feel bad about taking a book home and tearing it up and turning it into stuff because if they sit on those shelves too long, they sell them for like next to nothing or even just free removal costs because they get books all the time and uh, they get taken to the shredders, the pulpers. So if you think you're destroying a book, you may actually be saving a book by sparing a page. Uh, you know, making, putting it on um, in a junk journal, having somebody have an opportunity to oogle at it and admire it and honor it. Um, you may actually be saving that book's life. Uh, so, you know, we go through many transformations <laughs> as we get older, and this is kind of a, a book's transformation. I mean, yes, the book had no say in whether 
it was going to be used in a junk journal or not. But, you know, things happen to us, and we get to um, deal with them, and we have no say in things sometimes, and things just happen, and we got to make the best of it. So we're all in the same boat. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, I think that's enough of uh, Roger's thesaurus. Whoop, no, I forgot one. One page. I've seen one page. Okay, come here, Raj. Oh, there's a page. All right, there we go. We got that one. That's handled. Um, I think that's good. So, yeah, that's my day. I'll be here for quite a few hours doing this. Um, it's a slow but a worthwhile process, I hope. I hope it's the important thing that I'm doing that's going to make the most difference in the long run. And I wish the same for you. And I wish you that uh, you are creating with reckless abandon, that fun can be simple. And remember that if you're looking for any of my links, they're below my videos and they're somewhere on this podcast. I'm not even sure where to find them myself, but there's a bunch of them there. If you're looking for my Etsy shop, my free emailed newsletter link, my Amazon store with my favorite tools and supplies, Etsy shop has vintage digital downloadable kits that you can download and print out and use as focal points or fun things in your journals. And that's the three. Oh, Facebook group. Come on, join the Facebook group. We're having a lot of fun over there, doing weekly and monthly challenges, a very friendly, happy group focused on creating everything related to junk journals. And what else? Um, you can find me on Instagram, Pinterest, Etsy, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And there you go, folks. So I can't wait to talk to you next time. And I really appreciate you spending time with me. I hope you're having a fun day. Happy crafting. Take care. Bye.